Welcome to the Building the Elite Podcast, where we discuss the physical, mental, and emotional aspects of human performance within military special operations by looking at the principles that can help anyone thrive in chaotic and challenging environments. This is Craig from Building the Elite. Learned helplessness is a pervasive sense of powerlessness. It's derived from traumatic experiences or a repeated failure to succeed at something. It's often associated with depression and passive coping mechanisms. The most well-known early experiment on learned helplessness involved dogs. In the first stage, scientists, led by a man named Martin Seligman, would place dogs in the harnesses in a little room with a metal floor that could give the dogs a small shock. One group, the control group, got no shock. The second group got a shock that they could stop by pressing a lever. And the third group's shock was matched to the second group. So the second group had a sense of control, but the third group was helpless to stop the shocks. Then the dogs were placed into a little shocky room like this with a small barrier in the middle. They'd start on the side that delivered a shock, but they could escape it by hopping over the barrier. The group one and group two dogs figured this out quickly and would jump the barrier. But the group three dogs, who had learned that nothing they did could affect their situation, just gave up. They'd lay passively on the floor and whine, but make no effort to move. They had learned to believe that they were helpless, even when they weren't. This is Jonathan from BTE. In this study, not all the dogs in group three were susceptible to learned helplessness conditioning. Some of them, despite the exposure to unavoidable shocks, still persisted and jumped to safety as soon as they had the opportunity. These were dogs who would come from rescue shelters rather than being raised in labs. The rescue dogs had already been exposed to the difficult conditions and learned to fend for themselves. They had a broader vocabulary of experiences to draw from. When they got the uncontrollable shock treatment, they were able to put it into a broader context. This sucks right now, but it doesn't mean that everything sucks always. They retained their sense of control because they knew more of the world. Later research found that humans are similar. Those with a more internalized locus of control, who believe that they determine their path in life through their own decisions, are less susceptible to learned helplessness. Soft selection is designed to make you doubt yourself. The instructor cadre will turn your world upside down, doing everything that they can to make you feel discouraged and quit. The system is built to remove every piece of external encouragement so that the only thing left telling you to keep going is your own internal voice. They'll try to convince you that you have no business being there, that your entire class hates you, and that you're congenitally incapable of doing this. You volunteered in, and the instructors will try very hard to get you to volunteer back out. They want to see if you will choose to leave. The key part of it is that you're still there while they're doing it. It's a mirage. Unless they pull you from the course themselves, you're still in the game. Letting instructors get into your head and quitting because of the mirage is not the same thing as being forced out or disqualified. It's just doing the cadre's job for them. So when people wash out and say, I got screwed by the cadre, what they usually mean is, the cadre did their job and I helped them. This is why an internal locus of control is so important. 
You have to be able to keep yourself going with what's in your own mind when the entire world around you is telling you that you should quit. The course is designed to put you in that situation. It doesn't matter what you do when things are going well. Cadre need to know what kind of person you are when everything is falling apart. It's only your inner voice that can get you through that. Note that it's possible to quit without saying it. Choosing to fall out from runs or rucks, falling below performance standards, or choosing not to do your part during a team event is the same thing as quitting. At every step, you're making a choice. You keep moving forward and doing the hard thing, or you choose to submit and go away. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the podcast. Make sure and subscribe to the Building the Elite podcast on whatever player or podcast host you prefer. You can find us at buildingtheelite.com where you can learn more or let us know what topics you'd like to hear about in upcoming episodes. We'll see you next time.